The following is a fourth-hand production. Bring on the weird. Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yes, sir. Are you? <laughs> oh, yeah. Man, I don't know what you were bringing to the table, but I'm taking a table somewhere else tonight. Really? (laughs) First of all, what's on the table to drink? Well, I got, like I said before, I had that Flying Dog uh, variety pack. Yeah. I got the the Snake Dog IPA. Snake Dog. Another IPA. It's interesting. Flavorful? It's, uh, here, let me give it another taste. Carbonated? Yeah. You know, it almost has like an orangey... I don't know, man. Well, the can's looking pretty orange. Or red. Yeah. It doesn't look hostile. I don't know. It's okay. What are you having? Uh, I got that Magic Hat variety pack myself, and I had that weird lemon, mint, whatever, for the last episode. Mm Mm-hmm. And this one is not quite pale ale. Number nine. It's good. It's kind of orange, just like yours. Yeah. Yours is more orange. Mine's like a red... It's all right. Subtle notes of fruit and a floral hop bitterness. Sounds fancy. I'll drink it again. It's good enough. That's good. Who should begin? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, you want to go funny or you want to go something serious? You got a little bit of both? Yeah. Well, first of all, why don't we do a couple of shout-outs here? We have the new merch store, myconspiracytees.com slash weird, mm-hmm. And you can get weird leggings, which... That's kind of weird to me because that's not normally something that's in a merch store, but hey, they were offering to put our stuff on leggings, so eh, why not? They don't even look like leggings to me. I don't know what... <laughs> I, I can't wrap my head around it either. I'm trying to... I'm looking at the picture. I'm like, what? what is it? I, w- I would really like to see them in person. Hey, you better watch it, buddy. <laughs> You're a married man. Get them for your wife. Yeah, I could. It would be a nice... Well, our anniversary is not until September, but... You can do a half-aversary. Half-aversary. Oh, I like that. <laughs> but we celebrate enough shit. Uh, what else? Oh, your brain on facts. We gave uh, some, some random fact part of their 100th episode, and it's part of their 100 facts for... They just wanted 100 facts for their 100th episode, which that's... How cool is that? First of all, 100 episodes. Awesome. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just look up uh, your brain on facts pod and i think your worked yeah there it is let's just look it up on spotify or apple you know all the fun places it's the february 25th episode that's the 100 facts well that'll do for the shout outs right yeah i think so now what are we gonna do well we're gonna do a little this a little that oh don't you know it buddy just a light easy episode yeah we needed something light we haven't actually done one of these in a while it's been a while, yeah. But anyway. What you got, man? All right. So, we talked about the uh, deep underground military base and the event that you have to bolt out of the blue. Well, mostly it's for political parties, but despite that, there's usually a place where you could go and a fallout that's ugh, we found out is not very far away. Mm-hmm. But what if there's a... Uh, Bolt out of the blue situation and our solar system. Ooh. <laughs> what if we discover something's coming at us and we got to get the hell out of here? Is it going to destroy the whole solar system? Well, I don't know if it'll destroy the whole solar system, but it'll surely upset it. If we have to put this thing into action, there's something that's definitely coming in to disrupt the whole family of planets. Yikes. This dude, Matt Kaplan? I think he's from the uh, the Planetary Society. I know I've heard that name a bunch of times. Dr. Kaplan. He has dubbed this concept the Kaplan Thruster. And the idea that he has is only the vast distances between objects protect us from the dangers out there. But we might get lucky and unlucky in the future. At some point, we could encounter a star going supernova or a massive object passing by and showering Earth with asteroids. One option to avoid destruction 
would be to move the whole solar system out of the way using a stellar engine. M- I'm sorry? <laughs> move the whole solar system? Yeah, you heard that, right? Yeah, yeah just, just move the sun. The megastructure could shift the position of the sun, dragging Earth and other objects with it via the star's gravitational pull. I, wouldn't it? Yep. See? Th- I, th- I feel like things would get disrupted before they, you know, like, like the Big Bang. Like, everything was a little crazy at first, and then now we kind of settled down. Yes. Yes, that's my thought exactly. Like, as soon as you start wobbling the gravity that's holding us all together, yeah, it's not gonna, it's not gonna turn out right. I don't know what this guy's thinking, but he's a, he's a big shot scientist. Like, I, I feel like if you move the sun even a mile, it's gonna throw some shit off for a little bit. Yes. I don't like this plan. <laughs> well, we're probably not gonna be around for this to happen, but. Dr. Kaplan from Illinois State University designed a new stellar engine concept dubbed the Kaplan Thruster. It's a giant space station that draws matter from the sun to power a rocket-like rocket thruster. It's not... See, if this was an SCP, it'd be under safe for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> so the sun is going to power its own move? Yeah. So once matter has entered the engine... It's quickly fired out the back via a nuclear fusion reactor. So that That's a big, big nuclear fusion reactor. Yeah. This creates enough thrust to push the space station and the solar system to safety. This? I don't like it, man. <laughs> no, I don't like it one bit. Because we're already, we're already like a corkscrew mess in the galaxy itself. We're just barely hanging on with a, th- with a thread as it is. Yeah. Uranus and Neptune, is, it, they're all messed up. Pluto's way out there. Uh, Poor Pluto. I know, I know. And then what's that going to do for uh, Nibiru? Exactly. Is it going to throw it off? (laughs) Well, if it's tied to the sun at all, yes. (laughs) That thing might really come in (laughs) guns blazing, dude, just taking out all the planets. They're like, they're moving. Shoot them down. They're moving. They can't move. A second thruster fires particles back at the sun. Okay. This ensures the device works like a giant tugboat pushing the sun from its current location to a new one. So, we're still a lot of problems here. So, okay, so say it does work. All right. Let's let's, let's be goofy. Let's say it works. Yep. We move the sun, the whole solar system goes, nothing gets screwed up at all. It's all fine. Beautiful. It's just like picking it up and putting it somewhere else. Love it. That's going to throw us off in our galaxy, right? <laughs> yes. And whatever else is depending on this this delicate balance with our little solar system, where it is in the backwoods of the Milky Way. Oh, man. <laughs> it's too crazy. Space is fake. <laughs> it does it with corkscrew? Get out of here. We're all flying around like that. Have you guys seen that? But, My God. They think that's how we're going? I don't know about that. A jillion miles an hour. And it, not to mention, I mean... We're going around the sun in like a corkscrew fashion. The sun is flying around what the the supermassive black hole, right? Yeah, yeah. The what's at the center of the Milky Way galaxy? Yeah. So we're, we're I mean, we're flying through space. Get out of here! <laughs> I don't, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you, I don't know, man. I'm, I don't know. You're not you're not buying it. No, I don't think so. Well, I'll finish the article real quick. There's, I think there's a video. From the some German scientist too. I haven't watched that yet, but we'll definitely share that too. The device draws millions of tons of fuel per second using huge electromagnetic fields. It produces a scorching one billion Celsius jet of particles capable of moving the sun fifty light year one billion C. I don't maybe that's not Celsius. Produces a scorching one billion C jet of particles capable of moving the sun fifty light years within one million years. It's around 300 trillion miles. It would take a million years to move it 300 trillion miles. Sounds... I don't, I don't know how to calculate that in any other way. There you go. <laughs> That's what it is. It's, it seems way too crazy, man. It's far for a long time. This would be more than enough to dodge a supernova, Kurz Gesagt said. He's a German scientist. K-U-R-Z-G-E-S-A-G-T. Kurz Gesagt... I don't know. There's probably some phlegm you got to work up in the middle of that. <laughs> it's important to note that stellar engines are just a theory for now, and scientists are a long way from building one. 
The materials needed to withstand such temperatures and forces don't even exist yet. Really. It's going to be a while till we can withstand sun hot. But that's not to say civilizations of the future couldn't build one in hundreds or even thousands of years' time. If it's ever built, a stellar engine may help humanity explore deep space. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's, I don't know, isn't that, it's kind of obvious that, like, it can't be done now, but it could be done in the future. Like, isn't that what all predictions, they're like, yeah, they could do, maybe. Well, th- it sounds like, I, it kind of sounds like Kaplan's already putting his patent in there. So in 5,600 years from now, they're going to be like, uh, see, there was a patent for this. Yeah. Back back in the early 20s, early 2000s, there was a patent for this. Got to give his family a little little change for this. He already applied for a patent? Oh, I don't know. Oh. He's got the whole he's figured out all the theories behind it. Yeah, man, we just put the, we just hook up a big tugboat to the sun. We'll just take the whole solar system with us. What? What? Using the Kaplan thruster, we could turn the entire solar system into a spaceship. It's a big spaceship. Can we just can we just put some rockets on the moon and go? I mean, would it even be a spaceship? It's not, like, contained. It's just... It's got all the things we need. Yeah, but, yeah, but we're, I mean, it's we're not <laughs> inside. It's not a ship. Yeah, we only have, like, bubbles of places we could go. Like, Earth is the place we could go. Yep. What's civilization going to do while this thing is... I guess we're moving through the galaxy enough, but... If everything just starts getting shifted, are we just going to keep living our day-to-day lives and there's going to be some some society that's part of the thrusters? It's the it's a thruster cult. You don't know they exist 500 years into the traveling, but they're out there somewhere. <laughs> like, for all they know, they could be putting us right in line for the next gigantic asteroid to <laughs> smash into us. You know? What's more dangerous, staying here and hoping nothing gets in? Yeah, hoping nothing bumps into us or kicking it across the galaxy and probably running into something. We don't know what's out there. We don't have headlights. Yeah, I think we should have to vote on this or something. <laughs> like, if the people of Earth don't want this, don't do it. Like, let's <laughs> let's all take a vote, please. Let's figure something else out. Yeah. Do you just want to stay here? All right, well, look. We'll detach whatever one of the Mars moons are. Check it out. You guys can just stay with that moon. And we'll, we're taking the solar system with us. Bye. Then they have nothing. It's so crazy, dude. <laughs> For example, we could orbit backwards in the galaxy and colonize hundreds or thousands of stars as we pass by them. So as we're just kicking it through the galaxy a little bit faster and a little bit of a different direction than we're going now, we're just going to drop people off in these places that are habitable. Yeah, I mean... <sighs> and then here's so... the next line. Here's the next line. It may even be possible to escape the galaxy entirely and expand beyond the Milky Way. Also, a brilliant idea, isn't it? Because we have no idea. Can't see anything out there. We're just going to go kick it off to another galaxy. Yeah, it, I mean, it's pitch black between galaxies. Like, you have no clue. You're just living on a prayer. You know? Like, <laughs> Whoa! There's some aliens just sitting on the moon. They're like, is that a whole solar system? <laughs> can't just drive a solar system yep i don't like this at all man (laughs) his work has been published in the peer-reviewed journal acta acta astronautica while dr kaplan's idea might sound far-fetched he's got a stamp of approval from some space scientist because they're like (laughs) well we're not going to be here in eight thousand years when you can actually accomplish this so good on you or they know space is fake they're like nah (laughs) All right, well, yeah, sure. Go for it, dude. <laughs> I got I got other stuff to do. Yeah, you're just going to hit the dome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You think that's what happened to what's-his-name the other day? Mad Mike? Yep. I was trying to lead into it, yeah. <laughs> Did you watch the video? Of the crash? Yeah. No, man. I'm not a heartless bastard. <laughs> yeah, I saw it. As soon as, as soon as he took off. As soon as he took off. Bye-bye parachute. Yeah. Damn. That's rough. Yeah. I saw a thing that said... Uh, it was somebody who was reporting on it that said, as, as soon as he took off, the parachute ripped off, and uh, then it goes, he went up and right back down. <laughs> God. Like, all right. <laughs> like, yeah, you did. could be a little more... 
Like, that was the rudest way to say that. At least they didn't say, like, he went up, and he went right back down, and dot, 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 splat. Like, at least they didn't say that, but... Yeah. Could have been a little bit more... (sighs) He tried it one other time, right? I don't know. I just know he he did it this time, and it was bad. It was a steam-powered rocket. How far did you think you were getting on that? But did he hit the dome? Is that what brought him back down so quick? Hey, <laughs> I don't. I don't think he got high enough to hit the dome. But what is that? Two hundred miles up, something like that. That's far. But yeah, it would take him. Mm-mm. He he would have needed a little bit more propulsion for that. Yeah, not steam. <laughs> no. Uh, he was trying to reach an altitude of five thousand feet. You're not going to see the curve at if there. I mean, if it's. Ra- if it's a ball, whatever, you're not going to see it at 5,000 feet. I don't see it in an airplane. No, and what's an airplane, 35,000 feet? Yeah, I mean, between 30, 36, something like that. Doesn't the pilot say it when you're on the plane? Uh, no. no. I mean, not always. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to let you know that you're cruising at an altitude of 38,752 feet. At 700 miles an hour. <laughs> yep. Well, rip, Mad Mike. Unfortunately... Now, I saw one thing that said uh, one of his closer friends was like, Mad Mike didn't actually believe in Flat Earth. We were just doing that for publicity. What? So, <laughs> that's that's what the one said. He did try it uh, in March of last year. He got to uh, 1,870 feet before deploying his parachutes. But this time, what did he get? About 20 feet before he deployed it? But then he just kept going up. That was a problem. Once you deploy it, you shouldn't be, you should, don't go up anymore. No, but it didn't even, like, it was automatically deployed as he was taken off. Dude, you know who it was. What? The fucking Vatican. They did it. Does anyone else know about the dome? <laughs> Turtles all the way down, that's all you need to know. All right. Well, we could either take a break or we could march into yours. Whatever else you got. Well, I do want to say we weren't making light of Mad Mike passing away. No. You know, he was a person, so don't get upset about, we try to make light of all, you know, all subjects. Yes. So don't get upset, you know. I really wish it would have turned out a different way, but. Yeah. I mean, he he went out doing what he loved. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but you know what? Let's lighten it up, maybe? All right. A Massachusetts man who used a crossbow while trying to save his neighbor from being mauled by two dogs accidentally shot and killed him instead. <laughs> Whew. There's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot going on there. Police received calls of a mauling in progress in the town of Adams, located in the northwestern part of the state, just afternoon on Wednesday. This was on February 6th. Uh, according to a press release from the Berkshire District Attorney's Office. When officers arrived, they found two adult pit bulls, quote, engaging in a volatile confrontation, end quote, according to the release. The dogs turned on officers who shot them, according to the District Attorney's Office. Mm-mm. Then the officers, oh, yeah, the officers, then the officers found a man with a fatal crossbow injury, according to the office's news release. Oh, oh my God. Investigators believe a neighbor got a crossbow and shot at the dogs after first calling police. A bolt from the crossbow grazed one of the dogs, went through a door, and struck a man who was trying to barricade himself in a room. Oh my god. So, I mean, I guess, what, the dogs, like, chased this guy inside? And he's like, (laughs) like, he didn't say duck or anything? Like, he didn't say, like, I mean, he's shooting down at dogs, like, 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 get on the dresser! (laughs) <laughs> Frag out! <laughs> and if he's shooting down at dogs, how did he get a fatal? He hit him on the, in the shin. I know it hurts, but it's not going to kill you. Achilles heel. Mm, got him. I don't know. Maybe the guy. Maybe when the guy was inside the door, he sat down and tried to use his body weight on the door. <laughs> I mean, they're dogs. You just shut the door. They don't. They can't turn the doorknob. <laughs> you just close it. Like click. That's it. Should be. Should be. Somehow. I mean, you're not fighting a silverback. Like, he's not going to come in there and, like, rip the door off the hinges. It's just pit, pit bulls. 
Like, can you see him? He's like laying there, like holding it with his feet. Like, no, back you savages. <laughs> but they're just barking. Just scratching at the door. <laughs> Again, we're not making light of somebody who died. But the whole situation seems out of this world. Yeah. For, for a second there, I was thinking maybe the guy put the other guy out of his misery before he was going to be mauled. Well, when I first saw it, I thought, all right, the dude's outside is being attacked. And the guy's like, oh, stay still, stay still. And he's like trying to get the dogs and just miss. Sunk. Yeah. But, uh, I was like, oh, oh, shit. By all accounts, the neighbor was just trying to be a good Samaritan, Harrington said. Harrington is, I guess, the police chief, police, I don't know, investigator. And he said, uh, I think this was an emergency situation. And at this point, everything in the investigation indicates that the neighbor was reacting in a very stressful circumstance. Was doing what he could to neutralize the dog to protect life. Is a crossbow a proper hunting weapon? I mean, it might depend on your state. Well, maybe, maybe he thought this was a... A safer? He thought a crossbow would be safer? Yeah, a potential safer way to save him. Instead of what, a gun? Yeah. So if you, if you come out, if you bring out your deadly gun with the bullet, and if you miss, then somebody is definitely getting hurt. But then if with a crossbow, you're like, eh, if I hit the dog, dog's going to stop. If it hits the door, door's going to stop it. No, none of these things happen. The way it was supposed to happen. Well, it depends on what kind of door it is. I know if it's a normal interior door, it's for sure not stopping a crossbow. Like a closet door? Yeah. Like it, it like normal interior doors, it's just going to shoot right straight through that little, what is it, inch and a quarter door? Yeah, it's like a little piece of paneling and then a little piece of paneling three inches away from that. Not even three inches, two inches away from that. I think they're only an inch and a quarter. Depth. Doors? Yeah, I think, that, I think they're only an inch and a quarter. Yeah, but it, it, then it's just barely paneling on either side of it. Yeah. Which is like a quarter inch. Yeah, so, I mean, the the entire thickness is inch of inch and a quarter. Then the paneling is what? <laughs> uh, an eighth of an inch? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You could flick it and go through that. Yeah. I hope he wasn't thinking that was safer. Well, if it was that shitty of a door, then maybe the dogs could just plow right through it. That's true. I've seen them rip bumpers off of cars, man. <laughs> those dogs then? Well, not those specific dogs, but... You think those dogs got put down? Didn't you say the cops shot him? Ah, oh, shit, you know what? Hang on. Undo closed tab. Oh, look at that. That does work. <laughs> I never knew that before. I have closed tabs. Often. I thought you said the cops shot them so they could get into the crazy scene. Yeah, the dogs turned on the officers who shot them, according to the district attorney's office. Doesn't say they killed them. No, I would assume they killed him. Yeah, which is unfortunate too, but life or death, if you have the means, I guess you're going to put the other thing down if you're one to survive. It's a crazy one. On that dark note, maybe we should take a little bit of a break. But a little bit funny too. But yeah, let's do that. All right, here we go. Round two of a little this, little that, volume five. Is that what it is, Volume 5? Mm-hmm. Wow. It's been some time. I don't think we've done a little of this, a little of that since... Dude, it's been a while. Episode 40. And this is episode 56. How do you like that? We've been on our game for research, man. Yeah. That's basically the only time we do a little of this, a little of that is when... we <laughs> Kind of burn out like, on... Yeah, we're like, gosh, I just can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, I, need, I need like a week break. And then that's when these happen. I got, I got quite a bit for our next topic. That's good because I have not got much on it yet. Oh, okay. I mean, there's, I know stuff. Yeah, we could definitely. But, but talk I haven't about it. typed anything up. All right. Or that's not fine. much. That's fine. <laughs> I'll, that's I'll fine. get it. Don't worry. That's why we're doing this now. So anyway, do you know what the Penteli Cave in Greece is? Not a clue. All right. Well, it's a place of unexplained phenomena since ancient times. Mount Pen- Penta- Pentelicus? All right, Mount Pentelicus, a mountain near Athens, Greece, 
has been an important area for thousands of years. It is the location of the ancient quarry from which marble was cut to build the Parthenon and other great structures in the city of Athens during its golden age. Marble, however, is not all there is to the mountain. The mountain also has many mysteries, mostly surrounding a certain cave, which has gained the nickname Davelis Cave, or Penteli Cave, as it's more commonly called. It's a cave historically hidden by pine forests at the back of a 197 feet long and 66 feet high cave. There's a network of tunnels, one of which leads to an underground pond. Another tunnel, according to one tradition, leads to hell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow. Took a turn. I, took a turn. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't expect it to go there, but off we go. Although the cave does not look too mysterious from the outside... The cave has been the location of many strange events, such as sightings of shadowy ghost-like apparitions, UFOs, and other paranormal entities. And the devil. Of course. Well, so, we are there now. I, I didn't look at our great Hollow Earth map. I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> so far, it's not. it doesn't go that deep, but there's other tunnels that go elsewhere. The cave has been considered an otherworldly place since antiquity. In ancient times, it was a sacred site to the nature god Pan and his nymphs. Artifacts have been found in the cave depicting the god. N- niches have been cut into the walls, and there is an alcove with a pool of water for some unknown purpose. After the arrival of Christianity, it continued to be a place of spiritual significance and was used as a hideout by Christian hermits and solitary eremitic monks. And there was I'm not going to read the whole thing because that would get a little crazy. But monks have lived in there. They've built a church at the entrance of the cave. That was in the 11th century. Um, During the 19th century, the cave also gained notoriety. It was said to be used as a base for Devilus, Devilus, an infamous outlaw who was known for stealing from the wealthy. Devilus? D-A-V-E-L-I-S. Devilus. I mean, it sounds... It's it's like... (laughs) It's pretty it's pretty on the nose. They were like, What's your name? It, like the devil comes up and he's like, What's your name? Develis? <laughs> Alright. Uh-huh. Well, you spell that with an A in the middle of it, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's your last name? And he like looks around a uh lamppost? <laughs> Develis lamppost? <laughs> uh-huh. Alright. We've got we're taking a census. <laughs> It, I mean, it sounds like the made-up name the devil would give. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he stole from the wealthy. Okay, fine. It is also claimed that he had an affair with a French noblewoman who happened to live nearby during that time. Sounds like the devil to me. It's this association that earned the cave the nickname Develis Cave. Now, at one point in the 19th century, they, they blocked the whole thing off. They just put, like, a big cork in it? No, they actually put up, like, barbed wire, and, like, they use it for military purposes. Oh, shit. Before we get there, the cave has always been the site of strange phenomena. In the 19th century, people claimed to hear mysterious voices coming from the far corridors of the cave. Some people would also hear music that didn't appear to have a source. The strangeness of the cave was also reinforced by its environment, being located on an isolated mountain slope surrounded by a potentially ominous pine forest. Now watch out for this pine forest, man. Now, when I think of hell, I don't think of people just talking and having a good time with their music going. Sure? Like, I think of people going, Oh, God, my skin is melting! <laughs> and, like, demons, like, stabbing you. Like, you know, like, I don't I don't necessarily think of them, like, you know, doing, uh, like, a line dance. <laughs> or, like, the electric slide, or, like, slide to the left. Oh, that's, that's somebody's own personal hell. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they would play that in my hell. Slide to the left forever. Yeah. Oh God! <laughs> like I can hear the song in my head right now, and I'm, I'm losing my mind. So you slide to the left forever, and about every couple hundred years, it's not on an exact schedule. Crisscross, crisscross. <laughs> You think that's the only way white people can dance is if they tell you how to dance we in the song? We have to have instructions as we're dancing. <laughs> <laughs> like, there has to be a specific dance for the song. Like, we had the Macarena. Yeah. You have the electric slide. Uh-huh. The chicken dance. <laughs> yeah. That's all white people shit, dude. 
That's the only thing. That's when we act most idiotic is at weddings, and I guess some, some just small dance parties. But we need instructions as the music's playing. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody, clap your hands. <laughs> All right. That's every third century or so in hell. Oof. That's when you clap your hands. But you're sliding to the left forever. It's the whole time. <laughs> what happens if you bump it into a wall? I don't think there's a wall. You just go left. There's no wall. It's just... It's infinite, huh? Maybe somebody nudges you every once in a while. Like the mass hysteria. You just dance and dance and dance and dance. Forever. Until you die. But not in hell, dude. That's eternity, bro. <laughs> you never die. You're just always going left. It's like NASCAR. <laughs> so messed up in the 60s and 70s paranormal investigators gained an interest in the cave and began looking into it by the mid 20th century with the dawn of the space age ufo sightings had also been added to the strange stories associated with the cave one of the main investigators was a man named george uh, balanos when i first read that like i feel like i need to pronounce that baloney (laughs) b-a-l-a-n-o-s just throw a G in the middle of all that, and that's bologna. <laughs> I'm hungry. The last time you fried some bologna. I love fried bologna. Yeah. It's the best. The investigation continued for years without progress. These investigations were hindered by malfunctions in technological devices, such as cameras and flashlights, as well as a peculiar behavior on the part of the investigators. They didn't really get, in, they didn't really get into that. But in 1977 is when the government stepped in. And they just started putting up barbed wire, and they made the cave deeper with dynamite and bulldozers. And then they're like, oh, shit, NATO is getting in here, the U.S. government, the Greek military. Wilder theories include the opening of extra-dimensional portals and manipulation of magnetic channel connecting the cave to Langley, West Virginia, USA. What? Langley, West Virginia? That's what it says, Langley, West Virginia. Is that where Langley is? No, it's in Virginia, I think. It's right outside of D.C. That's what I thought, too. Where'd you get this article from, man? Ancientorigins.net. Well, they're dumb. <laughs> I'm just kidding, in case they're listening. You, you guys aren't dumb. You just, it's just a typo. Anybody just can typo. do it. Somebody put, put a whole word in there on accident. West. <laughs> is it the whole word, or is it just the W? It's the whole word. No, oh, because you know how somebody, sometimes they do the W dot Virginia? For West yeah. Virginia. Yeah. Connecting the cave to Langley, comma, West Virginia, comma, USA. Regardless, somewhere around Langley, that's not exactly on the opposite side of the earth, you know, globally speaking. You can't just, just from one end to the other, can you? I don't know, but I don't speak about globes. <laughs> but then all of a sudden they just kind of stopped doing it and people were just started cruising back in there and like, ah, there's, there's nothing in here. During this period... When people were able to go back in, there was also a lot of weird stories of events surrounding the cave. In one account, a couple going on a hike discovered a car perched on a ledge near the cave in a location which seemed impossible for a car to reach. They came back again multiple times over several days and the car was still there. Finally, they went up to the car and found that, oddly, the car did not have any marks of damage expected of a car driven to that position. When the wife looked into some bushes around the car, she started screaming hysterically. When the husband calmed her down, she said that she had seen a white oval-shaped creature that was about 24 inches long with two enormous glowing eyes. An oval-shaped creature? Yeah, I don't know. What could that be? With two enormous glowing eyes. So it's oval, and the long part of the oval is 2 feet, 24 inches, 60 meters, if you're keeping tabs, with large enormous glowing eyes. I have no idea what that would be. Giant Pac-Man frog? Humpty Dumpty? He drove the car there, sat on the wall, <laughs> hidden, hidden some bushes. The husband did not see the creature, but he did see the bushes rustle as if an animal had just moved through them. Days later, the husband also saw something that appeared to be a spinning black sphere outside his car window, which caused him to start screaming and shaking until his wife was able to calm him down and coax him into explaining what he saw. My God, this is a man? Yeah. <laughs> He saw something out his window. He started screaming and shaking until his wife calmed him down. A spinning black sphere. What would you do? I'd say, oh, shit, I'd go for my camera. <laughs> I might wreck the car doing it, but I'm going for the camera. 
But I don't think I would freak out like that. Oh my god, there's a black bull after me. Yeah, and like screaming and shaking until like you get calmed down by somebody else. Like his wife is calm. She's like, all right, dude, chill out, man. <laughs> so they really jacked up this cave in that time. Possible explanations. Just some random electromagnetic fields. They're like, ah, it was just magnets? Eh, just relax, everybody. It was just magnets. I don't know, man. All I know is Earth is very strange. Some crazy stuff happens. There's also a video associated with this, so we can share that too. Yeah, there's a lot of strange stuff that we don't know about. We have no idea what's in our oceans. No. And then we're like, let's go to Mars. Dude. We don't even know what's here. For all they know, there could be a portal to Mars in down in the ocean. Ain't that a bitch. Wouldn't that be crazy? Yeah, it would. You go down there and you find some kind of weird portal? Maybe some have already done that. Just as Whirlpool. Have you heard of the expanding... Is it expanding planet theory? It's It's something like that. That we are... Our planet is actually getting larger. What? Yeah. And that's, that kind of explains, like, the Mariana Trench. Like, it's getting larger and just kind of splitting. Like, you know, everything's getting larger. Like, the universe is expanding. Okay, yeah. So they're saying everything is getting larger. So I kind of get the idea of the Mariana's Trench getting larger because it's under the ocean and it's always getting beat up by ocean waters. Under ocean, rivers, that kind of thing. Everything's constantly flowing. But if nothing else is shrinking, the only other explanation is everything else is getting bigger. You know what I mean? Like the walls of the Mariana Trench are not getting smaller. They're just getting further apart. Yeah, everything is enlarging. It's not eroding. Right. It's like... uh, I gotta think about this. You know, like you grab a meatball, you start pulling it apart. Yeah. Then... Then you're going to have those, you're going to have like a little Fishers. Mariana Trench. Yeah. So that's probably not good. I wouldn't think so. Because if it's just steadily pulling apart, then it's going to rip all the way apart. Maybe the reason we die is because we eventually we fill in the voids from it expanding. Think oh, of all okay. the people who have died. There's a lot of them. All the people. So many. Maybe we're just adding to the mass of the planet. It's getting... Like, eventually, Jupiter is going to turn into a sun. Because of its size, if it's getting larger, it'll eventually Mm. turn into a sun. How crazy would that be? While we're here, they won't need that freaking Kaplan thruster to get the F out of here. We're away from Jupiter. (laughs) (laughs) But just for the Earth, we we can't take the whole solar system. We just got to... It's got to be a fast trip for Earth, though, because we can't go too long away from the sun. No, no, no. This whole one million years to get from one sun to another, that ain't, that's not going to fly. No, it's not going to work. You need to move a little bit faster. Well, it's actually a good segue into the next thing I want to say. Yes. So if Jupiter turned into another sun, there's going to be a lot of people with skin cancer. Because <laughs> there's two suns? There's going to be a lot of skin cancer. From all that. Well, British scientists accidentally found a new immune cell, which kills most cancers. Awesome. Yeah, for now, until the government kills everybody involved. So, or Big Pharma kills everybody involved. Where were they from now? Uh, and they were British scientists. Uh, they were researchers at Cardiff University. And they were analyzing blood from a bank in Wales. Uh, looking for immune cells that could fight bacteria when they found an entirely new type of T-cell. T-cell. Mm-hmm. You know anything about the Re- Resident Evil games? Ooh, foreshadowing. Fuck, it's over. Get your affairs in order now. Oh, boy. <laughs> the new immune cell carries a never-before-seen receptor which acts like a grappling hook, latching onto most human cancers while ignoring healthy cells. So either we're going to make cancer go away... And we're accidentally going to create a virus that will keep our bodies alive, even though our soul has left. Mm. Or somebody's going to step in and say, guys, great job. Boom, 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 boom. I would say that one. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to show up with like their suits and sunglasses on like, 
wow, this is great. Wow. Can you, who discovered this? And they're like, oh, yeah, that was Terry over there. <laughs> Could you come out here, Terry? Come out and all and talk to us. Boom! Dead. Done. Would it be that, would it be that severe? Or are they just going to wrap a catheter tube around them? Oh, yeah, they, they probably won't shoot them. They'll probably just, like, pump that whole lab. Like, they'll just stick a little tube under the door and just pump it full of some kind of gas that just, you know, like carbon monoxide. Yep. Oh, uh, well, the carbon monoxide detectors didn't go off. They didn't, they didn't know. Nope. The batteries were dead. They died peacefully. It's fine. Gas leak. In lab studies, immune cells equipped with the new receptor were shown to kill lung, skin, blood, colon, breast, bone, prostate, ovarian, kidney, and cervical cancer. Holy crap, what's left? I don't, I have no idea. <laughs> this is crazy. That's awesome. Uh, Professor Andrew Sewell, lead author on this study and an expert in T-cells from Cardiff University's School of Medicine, said it was highly unusual to find a cell that had broad cancer-fighting therapies and raised the prospect of a universal therapy. Nice. This was a serendipitous... Find, uh, serendipitous? Yeah. Sure. This was a serendipitous finding. Nobody knew this cell existed, Prof- Professor Sewell told the Telegraph. Our finding raises the prospect of a one-size-fits-all cancer treatment, a single type of T-cell that could be capable of destroying many different types of cancers across the population. Previously, nobody believed this could be possible. I guarantee you, this gets, it gets squashed. Yeah, well, you've read the article, and now it, suddenly that article is going to disappear. It's not going to be in any papers. It's not going to be in any scientific journals. It's done. This article is from healthcentral.nz, which is New Zealand. But I saw it somewhere else, too, uh, originally. So... Well, hopefully, 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 everything comes to fruition like that. But then they're going to have to find something else that messes everybody up for a long, long time. They don't want to lose this income. They'll come up with something that says, oh, no, this is not safe for whatever bullshit reason. It's not FDA approved. Oh, it will never be FDA approved. (laughs) It will never. It's crazy, man. I don't know what's going to have to happen for something like that to actually come in and wipe out cancer fully for the uh, for the greedy part of society to be like okay well it's done we're we're done with this they're, we, they're not going to give up that income i f- i firmly believe that as it, it's a severe high level of income for the medical community big pharma if you like and there's nothing that's going to be able to shut that income down. They're going to fight tooth and nail to keep that income. Yeah, and meanwhile, they have the cure. So, you know, even if, like, say I was part of it, and I'm, I'm keeping everybody from getting whatever. Like, I, I want my money, I want my money, then I get, I get cancer, boom, I just take my injection, I'm good to go. Yeah. So, like, even the people at the very top, they're getting their money. They have a cure for it somewhere. And if they ever get it, they just take the medicine or take the injection or take whatever. Yeah, nobody know, nobody's going to know that they're sick. Their doctors are in on it. Not to fully change the subject, but this uh, the coronavirus. Yeah. I saw a thing that said uh, it's, it's here in America and it's going to greatly disrupt our normal lives. And then I saw another thing. It might have been the same article, but it said that um, basically it's going to take them a year to come up with a vaccine for it. Holy crap. At least a year. And then I remember somebody, I believe, in California, a research lab, took them three hours or three days. I don't remember which to find a cure for it. That's it. That's it. But this thing I saw, I'm pretty sure from the CDC said, oh, no, it's going to take us a year. Uh, This is the NWO's plan, dude. The New World Order wants to eliminate a large group of the population. If they can do with the flu? It's it's way easier to control a small group of people than it is to control a large group, obviously. They're going to use a pandemic, if not a fake UFO invasion, they'll use a pandemic to bring the entire world together under... 
one government, one fucking leader, dude, to rule the world. We can save everybody. Just put this guy in charge. This could all be a smoke show. Coronavirus could all be a smoke show. Mm, That's a scary damn thought. It could not be real. I swear I just read something, too, that said that at first they said uh, it originated in the in the markets, the Chinese markets. And then now this other article said that's not actually where it originated. Did it say where it originated? No. Oh. I mean, it's the same strand as MERS and SARS. Yeah, exactly. It's like basically the same thing. Well, that's why they called it the novel coronavirus, because coronavirus... Is just the name for this kind of virus that can spread in such a fashion. You, you can't fight it in in this way because it has the this kind of characteristic. That, that's why it's called a coronavirus. There's other, there's been other coronaviruses, but this one's special. Yeah, that's why it's the NCOV is the name for it. N C O V. Well, you know why it's special? It's special because they made it. Yes. They made it, look, I I find a little fishy that it started over there amidst the Hong Kong riots. Yes, yes. My guess would be they made it, they unleashed it on them, it got out of control, but they're not going to unleash it unless they have a cure for it. You'd think so. They don't want to get it. True. So they're going to say, hold up, let's get a cure for this first in case we get it. So they unleash it. It gets out of control, and meanwhile, they're you know they're just taking their their vitamins or whatever you know <laughs> their little Flintstone vitamins to keep them from getting corona, and the entire world's dying. But they're good because yeah. they are the, going to be the ones that have the power to stop it. They're the fucking elites. They're, it's going to bring everybody together because they're going to say, you know what, what we got to do? Hey, we got a cure, but we, I don't know. Somehow they're going to work it to where. There, somebody's got the cure, and it's going to bring the whole world together under this fucking ruler, dude. Is it going to be this? Is this the the key factor here? This one? I I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me, though, because right now it's turning into a global pandemic. I, I mean, I don't know if it's a global pandemic yet, but it will be. We're getting there. It's so freaking scary to to imagine that. I don't want to imagine it, and I've... I've set in my mind that it's going to go away, but I don't know. I don't, it's, I think it's going to, the first pandemic is going to be through the media. That's where it's going to get out of control first. Oh my God, this place is going down and that place is going down. They've got thousands dead over here, blah, blah, blah. Then everyone's panicking. Then we're going to get riots. Yeah. But then, I mean, the media could be reporting wrong shit too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just uh, propaganda. I heard a thing the other day that said somebody was saying they're not 100% sure we won World War II. Did you know, I think it's Korea? They were told that they won the war against us, and we were told we won the war. How do we know for sure who won that war? Exactly. The winners write the history. Yeah. I heard the other day that someone's not 100% sure we won World War II, I'm like, that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I mean, I would think we won based on how the world's turned out. But did we? I mean, you got Project Paperclip where we took those guys. We brought them over here. Yeah. If we, it was seriously a World War II and we were so pissed at those people for doing this shit. We just invited them in. Yeah, I don't know, man. It is a little weird. That part is super weird. They just, we just kind of, all right. Yeah, yeah, we know you fucked up. Come on over. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know. A little strange. Got anything else? I think we're probably. Let's end it on a, a little funny note real quick. That's a good idea. <laughs> New Zealand teacher punches student for teasing his pedophile mustache. What? Yeah. So the student had a pedophile mustache? No, the teacher did. <laughs> A New Zealand teacher has been charged for punching a student in the face after the 13-year-old said he had a mustache like a pedophile would. <laughs> the, <laughs> the unnamed male teacher was playing touch football for the, for the college social team at the time of the incident. 
which took place in 2018. This article came out this year, so I don't know. While a student watched from the sideline, a statement from New Zealand's Teaching Council this week revealed that as Teacher K came off the field, student B accused him of having having a pedophile mustache. Teacher <laughs> Teacher K then approached the student and asked him if he wanted a smack in the face, to which the student replied, yes, right here, and pointed at his cheek. Oh, no. <laughs> Teacher K then punched student B once with a closed fist, the statement reads. God. <laughs> the teacher reportedly walked away after hitting the teen before coming back over and saying, you're not laughing now. <laughs> He has since been charged with assault by police and referred to the Teaching Council Disciplinary Tribunal. The boy was mostly unharmed. Okay, well, that's... The boy was mostly unharmed? This teacher's a bitch. Look, I'll tell you right now, if I punch a 13-year-old in the face, he's going to be a little harmed. Right, exactly. Maybe he pulled his punch. He didn't really want to hurt him, but Uh, that mustache crack, dude... It really pissed him off, man. Cause, well, first off, he said, how would you like a slap in the face or a smack in the face? And the kid's like, yeah, right here. And he punches him. That's <laughs> not a smack. <laughs> Oi, you cheeky wanker. <laughs> uh, the, uh, I guess the tribunal was ultimately unsympathetic to the, to his defense, however, and insisted in their verdict that... A teacher needs to be above such an emotive and knee-jerk reaction. Punching a child's head is a very serious matter, they declared. We recognize that Teacher K was offended by the student's jibes about his mustache. But just as a student cannot retaliate towards another student in this manner, neither can a teacher. God. He just fucking punched a 13-year-old in the face. Shave the mustache. One of you will now. He'll just he'll shave an inch off of each side. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> Can't do that anymore, man. No, no. That Charlie Chaplin mustache went out a long time ago. That's not even a Chaplin mustache. <laughs> no, you can't not. call it that anymore. It's <laughs> no. just a straight up Hitler stash. Oh boy. Yep. I'm glad we ended on that. Yeah, I figured I'll leave that one for last because I didn't know how <laughs> weird this was gonna get. <laughs> Buy our merch. MyConspiracyTees.com slash bring on the weird. Yeah, buddy. Where else? Twitter.com slash bring on the weird. Send us send us some crazy articles. We'll read them. Bring on the yeah. weird at gmail.com. Yeah, that's that's real fun about this. A little of this, a little of that series. Just, you know, we find weird stuff to talk about. And if you come across an article that you think is weird or funny or whatever, send it to us. We might not have seen it. There's a good chance we haven't seen it yet. Right. I don't know. We could maybe make this a monthly thing. Like the first Monday of the month or the last Monday of the month. A little of this, a little of that. Just talk about random stuff in the news. Yeah, we probably do it for like the last Monday. Then we could fa- talk about what happened that month. like it. There we go. I think, I think that's it. Yeah. Anyway, stay weird, world. We'll see you guys next time.